0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous' Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is Thursday, June 13, 2013. We are reading from the big book. We are on page 27 in the chapter, There is a Solution. The reference number for yesterday's meeting, which was Wednesday, June 12, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I would now like to ask Edini to please read the 12 steps.
1: Thank you, Janice. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Edini, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. four, 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Irini. I'd now like to ask Margaret H. to please read the 12 Traditions.
2: Good morning. Thank you, Janice. This is Margaret H. in Illinois, the 12 Traditions. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Margaret.
2: How our meeting works. Our meeting
0: focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And today we're going to resume our study of the Big Book. We are on page 27 in the chapter, There is a Solution. And we're going to begin with that paragraph, He Said to the Doctor, Is There No Exception? And we're going to include the spiritual um, appendix today on page 567. And I'd like to ask Katie to please start us. Good morning, I'm Katie, a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. He said to the doctor, Is there no exception? Yes, replied the doctor, there is. Exceptions to cases such as yours have been occurring since early times. Here and there, once in a while, alcoholics have had what are called vital spiritual experiences. To me, these occurrences are phenomena. They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements. Ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of the lives of these men, are suddenly cast to one side, and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. In fact, I've been trying to produce some such emotional rearrangement within you with many individuals, methods which I employed are successful. But I have never been successful with an alcoholic of your description. And then I will go to page 567, appendix 2, Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life. That such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone, but often takes place in a few months, could seldom have been accomplished by years of self discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problem in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one needs have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Wow. I mean, it's really hard to just focus on one little teeny part of this, but um, I just, you know, this to me is the program. This is what happens. This is what separates us from a diet. You know, if I could muster up the willpower on my own, then I wouldn't need this program. If I could, you know, I lost 70 pounds, um, you know, just about 25 years ago, and if I thought that I could just go on with my life and uh, eat small portions of whatever I want, which was always my goal, then I wouldn't need to work this program. But I am a free woman today walking among food that's available in every – avenue of my life, um, and I'm not plagued by the idea of should I, shouldn't I, will I, won't I, can I get away with this, and that mental torture that I lived with for um, decades. And that is because of the spiritual experience. I am a different person, but I'm not so different that I don't uh, ever get bothered by something. And I my whole personality hasn't changed to the extent that I am just this laid back person without spiritual help. So that to me is what separates us from the average, you know, temperate drinker that they describe in in here from um a chronic compulsive overeater, which is what I am. I mean, left my own devices, I will do, I will just do the craziest, dumbest things. But God has changed me. And it's a a daily reprieve um, based upon the maintenance of my spiritual condition. And this is what it's about. It's about, you know, reaching out to others and asking for help when I'm having a problem, which could be as little as, You know, someone said something really rude to me. Should I tell them that I was offended or should I let it go? You know, to um, how am I going to handle, you know, my food at a fancy wedding? I mean, everything that I go through, I take it through a different filter than what I did when I was in the food. When I was in the food, it was me, 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 poor me, poor me, another. Uh, milkshake. So uh, this is the program, is that we have, um, uh, sorry, I'm trying to get back to, to this sentence. They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements. Now, for me, I had an experience that was like one day I was tortured by this disease I was introduced to you know a fellowship that um, really worked this program, and it was like that door slammed shut, and I never went back to that door. but it also I was also the type of person that I didn't really know that that had happened to me, so it was you know what it says in here the um, Uh, educational variety because I didn't realize how overwhelming my God consciousness was until I looked back in hindsight and realized that I was suddenly doing things completely different than I had in the past. And, you know, that change has continued day after day after day as I continue to uh, suit up and show up for this program every day. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Katie. Would anyone like to comment on what was read? This is Kim. Go ahead, Kim. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim. I am a compulsive overeater from South Jersey. I'm so excited. I'm going to share on page 27 because as Katie was saying, we're hearing the truth here. We're hearing the truth of why we need a 12-step program versus a diet. You know, there's a saying I like, it says, the truth shall set you free, but first it's going to piss you off. Because we're going to have to do some changes here. So I'm just going to read, because this whole paragraph is about change. So I'm going to reread a couple paragraphs and say change, everywhere they're telling us. So it says here, to me, these occurrences are phenomena. They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements. change, and the rearrangements. change. Ideas, emotions, and attitudes which were once the guiding force of the lives of these men were suddenly cast to one side. Change. And a completely new set of conceptions and motives began to dominate them. Change. In fact, I've been trying to produce such emotional rearrangement, change, within you. So that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to change. Change. And that is the process of the 12-step that's going to allow us to make those changes. Because the promise of this program is not that I don't have to eat. The promise of this program is I am no longer going to want to eat. And that is done through change. So those ideas and emotions and attitudes which were once the guiding forces. What were they? The resentment, fear, anger, anxiety. That's all self dug out in the fourth step. And those character defects in step six and seven. Where, you know, where have I been selfish, dishonest, resentful, and fearful? And then going out into the world and making amends for our, our wrongdoings. We're getting rid of our guilt and our shame. We are going to change everything. But what this program is doing is going to allow us to change to be the people that God intended us to be. We are now going to have... New, a completely new set of conceptions and motives which begin to dominate us. And what are, those, what, are those, what are those new sets of conceptions and motives? Those are the principles of the 12 steps because we're going to start to apply these 12 steps as a design for living. And that's completely 360 from where we used to be in the disease. So I'm just going to read, what are those principles of the steps? Step one is honesty. Step two is faith. I'm sorry, step two is hope, step three is faith, step four is courage, step five is integrity, step six is willingness, step seven is humility, step eight is self-discipline, step nine is is love, step ten is perseverance, step eleven is spiritual awareness, step twelve is service. So if we can live a life today that our guiding forces are those principles, and we're not being guided by fear and anger and resentment and our sexual conduct and our dishonesty, we will have a life that is connected to a God, connected to a higher power, and we are no longer going to want to eat. We will no longer need the solution of our substance. That is the promise of this program, but it's going to require us to change. I'm just going to read one last thing from, from page 25. The great fact is just this and nothing else, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experience, which has revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. That is what is required for the successful consummation of these, these steps. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read?
3: Hi, my Can name, name is Mary Ann. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Oh. Go ahead, Mary Ann thank you thank you for the service you're doing today um, and thank you, everyone for being at this meeting um, and thank you for the reading i I amen that that that's the core um that's the anchor of the program and um and uh, when I'm seeking God, when I'm making space for God by meditating and by in my whole day to be open to What is God in this? What is God in this? Where is God in this situation? Then my life, my life is changing. Um, and, uh, and I, I needed that change. I didn't know how much I needed it, but the more I get into recovery, I really see it. And I love the, the description of the spiritual experience. And I really, really love the, the expression God consciousness. I was not aware of such a word before program and I'm so grateful that I, that I know an, an alternative to being uh, self-conscious. Um, that was what my life was based on. Even when I was trying to help other people, it was only when I wanted it myself. I don't recall that I have, well not many times at least, that I have helped people without me wanting it. Um, and in this program i learned that that's the medicine it's the medicine to become god conscious and and that for example that for me looks like step 12 and to to carry this message and to help other people when i'm helping other people whether i want it or not whether i feel like i'm putting my own life aside to help other people or not then i just i experience so much healing and actually sometimes to, to do service even though I don't want to, that show that it holds even more recovery for me. And it really shows true willingness for me and dedication that I know that that whether I want to or not, it's, it doesn't really matter because it could be the disease. So I have come to not trust myself so much, which I, which I see now as a great strength. Um, there's actually no negative... Um, energy in that um, but I have come to be, be I have come to be more uh, God conscious and that doesn't mean that I still doesn't have character defect because I really really do but but I, I'm very conscious about what I um, also because of my step work and my step 4 and 5 I can now see my character defects more clearly and I can see my part and I still need of course help um to take new actions and so I'm grateful that I have a sponsor who i can who I can talk to and and who knows me um and i'm I'm grateful to have the same solution every time go to god and i'm grateful that that's an eternal um issue for me that it will it will be something that I can always get back to, and I can never. Ever know God fully, so there's always new answers and new change to bring into my life. So uh, yeah, I'm grateful for this program. Um, my uh, could I leave my contact information now, or was that in the end?
0: After the meeting would be great. Thank you, Marianne.
3: Thank you.
4: Hi, this, this
0: is Sheila. year. Go ahead, Sheila.
4: Hi. Um, this is the part of the program that uh, keeps me coming back when I don't want to do anything else, the spiritual part of the program because that continues on a daily basis to give me hope. Um, in the readings I remember this documentary that I had seen with Bill W when he had his conscious contact um and after he had a visit from Eby he was sitting in the hospital room and like for him his his the in the documentary they said the room lit up for him, like there was a whole light around the room. And for him, he was just kind of sitting in a room and looking around. And for still, that was the first time that he had a conscious contact with God and that God was there with him. For me, it's not the lights or the sparkling things that go off. For me, it's just a feeling of awareness. It's a feeling of warmth and love and acceptance that's come over you. When you've experienced it, it's something that you'll never, ever, ever, ever forget. Um, Is it there every day? I wish. I wish every single day I could say I feel that, but I don't. But I do document the times that I do feel it, and when I don't feel it, I draw on those as a resource. Um, Again, the spiritual part of the program is what keeps me dialing in every single day, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sheila. Well, this is Janice, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So this part of the big book here, there is a solution. You know, you taught me that we're looking at something very, very important in this part of the book. You know, here was this man sitting with the doctor, who this man who had thought he had the solution, who had thought he had it all together and found that he could not, on his own, go out into the real world and stay sober he found himself drinking again. Worse than ever, drinking again. So he came back to talk to the doctor and said, what is going on here? You know, what is going on here? What is it with me? And the doctor said, you have the mind of a chronic alcoholic. You have the mind of a chronic alcoholic. But there have been people like you who I have seen change who I have seen have what the doctor described as a vital spiritual experience. And, you know, that's what we have the opportunity to have. Because like this man, I was beyond human aid. You know, it took me a long time to get there, to that awareness that I was beyond human aid. But what happens when you're beyond human aid? The door opens another way. You know, once I was beyond human aid, once my own self-determination and my intellect and my self-will and my self-everything, self, 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 could not do it, nor could anyone outside of me, any doctor, any counselor, any therapist, and I tried and tried and tried. Once I found myself beyond human aid, then this part of the book began to make sense to me in a whole new and different way. You know, and I'm so grateful that they wrote in here that we don't all have to have that same experience like Bill W. had, you know, that, that flash of immediacy that he had, of God consciousness that came to him in a very real and very powerful and profound and immediate way. Because at first they thought that's what had to happen to everybody. You know, in the spiritual experience in that appendix, it was very important to them to put that in here to reassure us that maybe it's not going to happen to each of us in that exact same way. That maybe we are going to have the opportunity for the educational variety, for the awareness to come a little bit more slowly. But it still comes. It still comes. You know, I like to think about an experience I had where I was uh, with my husband. He was having his uh, chemotherapy and we had a place to stay, which was an old house where all these people stayed together. And I went into this room just to get a little time away, a little peace and quiet. It was kind of a library reading room kind of place. And I sat down, I walked in and I sat down and I was just breathing and I was just kind of trying to center myself and take a little time. And all of a sudden I became aware that someone else was in the room with me. And they were sitting in this wingback chair looking out the window and I couldn't see them when I first came in. But all of a sudden I became aware that they were there. You know, and, and that was sort of like what happened with me and becoming aware of God. God was there all the time. I just wasn't aware. But I love that this program is a is about discarding things and uncovering things and getting rid of things. And the more I get rid of those things, my self-will, my self-determination, my self and selfishness, the more aware I became of God. You know, those displacements and rearrangements came as a result of working the 12 steps. The more I got rid of stuff, the more my awareness of God grew. You know, and that's what the doctor is talking about. And he'd been trying to make that happen for this man, who he'd been working with for more than a year. But he was unable to do it. But sometimes what human aid cannot do, God can do. And that's the beauty of finding this solution and this way out, is the 12 steps that get us to that place where the awareness of God becomes greater and greater. At least that's how it's happened for me. And then a fellowship to support me and encourage me, and tools to use to keep me in that place of awareness. And with that, I'll pass. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read? Rose, Leia, Paula, Rose, Leia, and then Paula. This Thank is Sharon. May I share? After Paula. Thank
5: Thank you. you. Go ahead, Rose. Thank you, Janice. This is Rose, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. Very grateful. Um, Page 570, the italics in uh, a spiritual experience are what are really speaking very loudly to me as to what happened in the past year, why for so many years I was in OA as a failure. Um, Where it says, Willingness. Honesty and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. Excuse me, which means absolutely necessary. And willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the um, the uh, ingredients that I did not have for all those years. I was in OA as an active. Compulsive overeater, unwilling, dishonest, and very closed minded to the um, work of the steps, to the principles of the program, and to knowing, um, coming to believe in a power grid in myself could restore me to sanity. I did not have it. These are what happened to me last year. I was given these. It wasn't any virtue. On my own. Without them, nothing took place. I did not know what I was suffering from. I did not learn the exact nature of my disease. I was totally blocked off from a higher power, from any kind of spiritual knowledge, really whatsoever, even though I thought I had spiritual knowledge. I did not, while I was actively, compulsively overeating. And then the last um, statement here is so, for me, profound. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. And God bless this. Program and these first uh, people who brought it to us and delivered it in a um twelve step steps of action that was really given to me as a free gift to have my life become uh becoming daily unblocked from all the all the um self willed Uh, things that kept me in addiction. So thanks, Janice. With that, I'll pass. Janice, press star 1.
0: This is Janice. Can you hear me?
6: Yes, Yes. we can hear you. Go ahead, Leah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Leah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Very important information that was read this morning from the text. I just wanted to pull out a couple things. Um, It says here, they appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements how is that accomplished i mean that is the whole purpose and that's the whole urgency of the implementation of the steps that's exactly what happens through the process of the steps They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements, specifically steps four through nine. Step four is the first action step uh, that allowed me, with the help of a recovered sponsor, to examine the way I had been thinking. The greatest obstacle to recovery is (laughs) my thinking. Uh, So, you know, these steps tore me down. That's exactly what the process is all about, the steps tear us down and rebuild us the way God intended us to be. So steps one, two, and three put me in right relationship with God. I was separated from God. Essentially, uh, there is a God and I'm not it. Steps one, two, and three allowed for that realignment. Oh, there is a God. I don't have to stand on my own two feet and run my own show and rule my own destiny. There is a God and I'm not it. Steps four, five, and six, and seven allowed me to see the way I had been thinking, those old ideas and attitudes that were not serving me well, because whatever I direct my life towards, that's what's going to run my life. If I'm going to direct my life towards uh, feeling uh, resentful, if I'm going to direct my life towards feeling not good enough or like I didn't get what I deserved, then then my life is going to reflect those attitudes. My life is going to reflect those ideas because my life is based on the ideas I produce in my mind. So steps four, five, six, and seven um, straightened out mentally the way I was looking and viewing viewing the world. Hence, you know, a new vision. That's exactly what the program of recovery talks about, a new vision, a vision for you. Steps eight and nine uh, allowed me to straighten out my relationship with other people. So in steps one, two, and three, I got right with God. Steps four, five, six, and seven, right with self. And steps eight and nine, right with my fellow man. So that appears to be the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements. Exactly. 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 That's exactly where that personality change is sufficient to bring about recovery from compulsive overeating that we just read about in the spiritual experience. That is exactly the process. It says, ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of the lives of these men, are suddenly cast to one side, and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. What does dominate mean? Dominate means to rule or to govern. So prior to recovery, I was governed by my emotions, and therefore I was doomed, and everybody around me was doomed. Not speaking against emotions, but you can't allow them to dominate and to control oneself. So what was going to be replaced? It was going to be replaced by the principles that were read earlier in, uh, in the meeting the principles of the program. And that's why I believe I have a better life today than I could have ever had had I never had the illness. Because I am forced, absolutely forced, to live at a higher standard out of self-preservation. Absolutely forced to live at a higher standard. Because I'm forced to align myself with principles rather than emotions, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery and with that i pass thanks thank you leah go ahead paula
7: thank you this would be paula recovered you know i'm going to start on on th- these are great minds here we we're seeing the, this man dr young was a great mind he still he we still write about him and and we still read about him and study under him and you know here is what he said here and then, once in a while, alcoholics have had what are called vital spiritual experiences. And he comes to the bottom of the page. In fact, I had been trying. This doctor was giving it everything, his everything here, everything he got. All his experience, all his strength, all knowledge. I mean, this was a great mind. And then we come to, did not Dr. Silkworth... Oh, you say a great mind with a heart for alcoholics. Look what's come together. And did he not say, this is repeated over and over. Do you not think I wanted to change? Bill wanted to change? Roland wanted to change? Oh, Lord, they did. Unless the person can experience an entire psychic, and there that word, change. There is very little hope of his recovery. This is what the great mind said. Because a greater mind, the one that created the mind, as has been stated so often. What does it say on 567? And I will end here. Even though it is a beginning. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference. Long before he is himself, he finally realizes. Look at what happens here that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change couldn't have happened. All the great minds could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months. By the way, can I tell you, I balked at that 30 years in this disease, and I balked at the six months, the 12 months. But look at what happens. Could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. We know about those. We lived those with few exceptions. Our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Then the change with the steps, each step, drew me closer as it cleared the clutter of my resentments, my fears and angers. Each step did that for me. As I could look at my character defects, more room given to the creator himself. Thank you for allowing me to share. And with that I do pass. Thank you, Paula. And go ahead,
8: Sharon. Me? Go ahead, Sharon. Okay, thank you. And thank you to everyone on the line this morning. Um, This has just really, really hit home with me. And um, what Kim shared about each one of these vital spiritual experiences that are on page 27 just uh, radiate change, change, change. And the ideas, emotions, and attitudes which were once the guiding forces of the lives of these men are suddenly cast to one side and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. I am in the process of step four, and I am seeing um, over and over again the mindset uh, of my own um, without without that spiritual experience has been uh, a mind just full of fear and anxiety, guilt, shame, and anger. And like it says on I don't know what page it is, that but, but anger will kill us. And um, so I'm just seeing that so clearly right now, and I want to uh, thank everyone on the line because this book is just uh, coming alive to me in, in ways that it hasn't for a long time. And then going over to page 567, uh, again, um, you know, it's not some unbelievable, uh, incomprehensible, unattainable um, thing that we have to achieve. It's simply allowing God to come in and renew this mind of mine and renew these thoughts that bring about these emotions that are so unstable and so harmful to myself and others. And uh, so the willingness, the honesty, and the open-mindedness are what is required, and those are the ones, by God's grace, that take us through the process of the steps. And to reach that point of um, uh, thank you, Leah, for what you shared about breaking down the the steps and that uh, 1 through 3 is getting our relationship right with God, 4 through 7 right with self, 8 and 9 right with others, and then 10 through 12 is how to serve others. Uh, with this new God consciousness uh, dominating our minds. And with that, I pass and thank you so much for all of your service.
0: Thank you, Sharon. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read before we move on?
9: It's Monica. Melanie?
0: I heard Monica and then who after Monica?
9: Melanie. Melanie?
0: Okay, Monica Fancy. and then Melanie. Nancy.
9: Good morning. And then Nancy. Deborah. Thank you Janice, Monica. Good morning. Go ahead Monica. Good morning, good morning Janice, good morning everyone. My name is Monica, I am a recovered compulsive overeater. How exciting here, we've been given some really big news here. And um, he says to the doctor, is there no exception? Of course this is Roland Hazard, who has been uh, under his care for a year and uh, goes out and gets drunk on the way home. And he comes back and he's desperate here. And the doctor says yes. There is, you know, and thank God that Dr. Young was an honest man. He could have just said to Roland, "Well, come on back here, and we'll uh, we'll do some more treatment here. We can do some more stuff here." He didn't do that, and he told him point blank that he was um, hopeless. And he says, "But I have seen something that works, and it is called." A vital spiritual experience. I can't understand it, but I've seen it happen. And this is going to be so, so important because Roland's going to bring this back to the States. And Roland's going to go and have this spiritual awakening. And he's going to bring Ebby in. And Ebby's going to go to Bill. And Bill is the one who's going to put the three things together. The information from Dr. Silkworth about the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind, and this information about a spiritual solution is the only way that we are going to find any peace or cure. And like um, was said earlier about changes, 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 uh, that um, was read in the paragraph there. And when we go to spiritual experience on page 567, again, that theme continues here. Uh, Bill didn't like using the same word over and over again, so he used lots of different words to mean the same thing. And on 567, he uses lots and lots of words to mean change again. And what does change mean? It means become or make different, to pass from one state to another. So on this page, we see personality change. We see upheavals, which are changed. We see revolutionary changes, vast changes, transformations, profound alterations, change. What is, you know, and that's the behind recovery. The spiritual awakening is a change, a change in our thinking, a change in our attitude, to bring about change that brings about recovery a personality change and how is this happening how will this happen it's called doing the twelve steps in order trusting god cleaning house and serving others and one more thing on page 568 it says on next to the last paragraph we find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program willingness honesty and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery they're necessary but these are indispensable absolutely necessary And it says, um, I'd like to go back to where it says, willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness. If you circle the W on willingness, the H on honesty, and the O on open-mindedness, what does that spell? It spells who. And who? Who is God? It's a spiritual problem we have, and we need God. So at this point, Roland Hazard is desperate, and he's being told, you need a spiritual solution. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Monica. Go ahead, Melanie. Hi, good morning. I'm Melanie. I'm a Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Oregon. Um, we got a chance to read uh, the Appendix 2, and so I think that it's um, okay to to infuse that into what we're reading today in this particular uh, couple of paragraphs here. Um, when I read the paragraph itself, I am somewhat nervous about the idea that it does have to be quick, and it has to be profound. and. And, and I maybe, you know, it was great and very important that folks talked about the step work because we are in the solution. That's what the solution is to the situation that I'm in. But I don't have a good relationship with God. And so I'm a reading this and thinking, uh, you know, I'm going to be lost here. Uh, and so thank goodness uh, the the author found it critically necessary to put in Appendix 2. So I can flip back to 567 and I can say, wow, thank goodness there's a place for Melanie here. And that place for Melanie is, um, you know, I'm I'm inclined now to a quick fix. I want something fast. I need it immediately to get out of the way I feel. And I have no idea that the way I feel is because of my thinking. I'm still kind of chipping through all this stuff. So what I I think that this, um, this infusion of 567 into this particular paragraph that we're reading has everything to do with hope, absolute hope. Stay here. Don't leave. Stay the course. Keep doing this kind of deal because, my friend, you happen to be involved in the educational variety. Thank you, philosopher and psychologist from Harvard William James. And what it says to me about education is to educate. And educate is I'm a student and that I'm going to be taught through instruction, through drilling, through constant use over time this idea of new experiences in my basket that has me kind of considering the idea that Janice mentioned earlier about a person being in the room in a chair that she didn't quite initially know was there and then there was this, oh, oh. But what I want to emphasize for people like me, it was slow over a long period of time and sometimes it continues to stay fleeting. Therefore, the continuation of step work that keeps it fresh in a mind that's critical and chronic like mine against the idea of God and critical and chronic like mine that's against the idea of of whatever I had for 50 years prior to recovery, the experience that wants to continue to, to creep in. So I just wanted to say in my mind and in my heart, it's very important to um, to infuse that idea and what's happening here so I can continue on. And the other part after the steps is to keep in contact with fellowship so that I know that I'm in good company with people that are like me. And with that, I passed. Thank you, Melanie. Go ahead, Nancy.
10: Hi, my fellows. I'm Nancy a Recovered Compulsive Overeater. I am not as profound as all the ones who read before me or shared, but God bless you and thank you for your sharing. It was so profound to me. I think of uh, displacements, and I think that every day I have to take my medicine and I have to rely on my medicine. Or when my back is out of alignment, I have to go to my chiropractor to get aligned so, what is it? So easy. I just do that by rote, and that's what I do with God by rote. I go to him for my daily prayers, my meditation, and for his guidance, and I try to remember to trust God, to clean house, to help others, to do whatever he sees fit for me, you know, to start to live in 10, 11, and 12. This is all very new to me. I released 300 and some odd pounds. Whoopee. And you know what? I didn't have a clue about what the big book was all about. I've been around the rooms for 30-some odd years, in and out, in and out, and it's only through working the precise instructions in the big book that I am finally getting it. Praise God. Praise God. So you talk about a vital spiritual experience, an awakening, a willingness to go to any length because anyone can lose weight. But I wasn't sane, I wasn't sane. I didn't know what it was to be happy, joyous, and free. I didn't know what it was to, to come out of self. I was in the pity pot. Somebody said, pour me, pour me, pour me another drink. That was me, an isolated, unhappy, obese woman. And for the grace of God, for the grace of God and this fellowship, this WE fellowship, because I certainly couldn't do it alone. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here for me and and for all others who suffer with this insidious insidious killer of a disease and with that I pass.
0: Thank you Nancy and Deborah are you there? That's our one Deborah. There we go. Thank you. You're welcome. You're on the money there watching me I unmute or mute so I can be quiet during the other three. Good morning everybody. This is Deborah. I'm a recovered grateful compulsive overeater and I just you know, we've had a lot of good things and I can say ditto, but um to me You know, it is a process. I did not have the light bulb moment, uh, mountaintop-like bill, and I'm glad that, you know, this appendix was added because it definitely helps me and it helps when I teach my sponsees that, you know, everybody's got a different path. Some might get um, their awareness sooner or later, but either way... By putting down the food, the essence of what starts the allergy in motion, well, not totally because it's our thinking that really is our primary disease. And I love, you know, there's so many beautiful words in here, the willingness, the honesty, the open-mindedness, the who is God, which was just brought up. I also think of it as the honesty, open-mindedness, the willingness, how do you do the program, you just take the first letters of that question and say with honesty, openness and, or, excuse me, honesty, open-mindedness and willingness. And there, the, the psychic change, it is that spiritual awakening for me. And it is, if you're a newcomer, just keep reading the book, keep studying. I find that It is even here after 30 years in program that today it keeps coming alive. It grows. You know, when I first came in, little did I know that, you know, 30 years later, you know, I'd get up in the morning and this was my favorite place. It is my favorite place to come to share recovery that you too can have this. Do you realize you never have to pick up again? And this manual, this textbook that can be studied from the beginning going forward, not jumping in the middle, because I, I've been at meetings, and um, bless their hearts, I'm glad OA was there 30 years ago. It gave me a beginning foundation, and it really was theme was let's just jump into how it works let's tell everybody how it works and it's back through this psychic change and back through you know needing to identify in which we have been covering for the last month or so and to that i say thank you keep coming back and um bless every one of you have a great day i pass Thank you, Deborah. Well, I see it's time for us to close the meeting today. So thank you to everyone who shared. Thank you to Adini and Margaret for reading the Steps and Traditions and to all my readers, Katie, Esther, Kathy Kay, and Penny C. for being in the lineup with me this morning. And now I would like to offer everyone to uh, close the meeting with the big book on page 164 followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Esther, would you read that for us?